0: Hello and welcome to Cyber Unplugged from SonicWall. I'm Will Benton, and today I'm joined by James Musk, Patricia Alves, and Kane Werish. Hi, James. Good
1: morning, Will. Good morning, guys. Pleased to be uh,
0: back for my second time. How are you? You well? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Really good. Good. And Patricia,
2: welcome back. Hi, Will. Thanks so much for having me back for episode 12.
0: It's always uh, always a pleasure. And Kane, welcome to uh, Cyber Unplugged. You are slotting in for Alex this week. Hi, thanks for
3: having me, Will. That that's uh, some big shoes to fill there. So yeah, so.
0: My first podcast,
3: new to SonicWall. Um, I've joined their public sector team, so I'm heading up Midlands to Highlands with James.
0: Great. Thank you. You're more than welcome. It's good to have you on board. So this week, we're going to talk about the threat report that SonicWall have just released for 2020. Uh, Last year was an unprecedented year, right? It was probably one of the years that we'll all wish to see the back of and have seen the back of um, and, and never, ever want to repeat, right? 2020 brought an unprecedented global change um, you know, and cyber security was no no exception from that from the wide scale shift of remote working brought by the pandemic to record high cryptocurrency prices to one of the worst cyber attacks of all time, the tools and tactics that we started with in two thousand and twenty. Uh, a no match for the threat landscape for 2021. So, you know, malware was down by 43%. Uh, ransomware was up by 62%. Um, but faster identification of never before seen malware was, was increased by one day. Uh, Patricia, let's just move on and talk about um, malware. And, you know, it's hit a low point in 2020. What's the reason for that?
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Will. So, We've seen a significant decrease in malware attacks. In fact, malware has actually fallen to the lowest point we've seen since 2014. And this decline actually started towards the back end of 2019. And with the release of the 2020 threat data, we've observed that not only has malware continued to fall, it's dropped consistently in every region. So a total of 5.6 billion malware attacks were recorded in 2020, which, as you said, is a decrease of 43% since the previous year, which is significant, right? But despite malware hitting record lows, it has become more targeted and more effective and requiring fewer total attacks to be successful, so this decrease in malware coincides with increases in other forms of attacks. So this doesn't mean the bad guys have gone away. They're just changing their approach.
0: Yeah, great. Some very good points there. And James, IoT malware skyrocketed this year. So um, I guess the majority of that was brought around by um, people sent home to work due to the pandemic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you say, Will, um, the pandemic struck and we saw a, a huge shift to home working. And as our report uh, states, the cyber crimin- criminals followed that raising IoT malware to, to, you know, new unparalleled heights. And um, whilst IoT malware attacks have been rising, you know, since we tracked them in 2017, they skyrocketed last year. And that's based on a number of factors, including the compromise of home IoT devices for personal gain. And uh, it topped out a 60% increase uh, for attacks, um, taking the number to 57 million almost in 2020. And those the interesting thing about those spikes is, it, In cases is it maps directly to the outbreak waves in in spring and then in the winter or or fall months. um, It directly correlates to that distributed workforce. So uh, it just proves that the emphasis and the way the hackers and hacking groups are are, are mobilising to markets and, and in tune with global trends.
0: Kane, Malware is down, but faster identification of malware and the need to be able to identify identify it faster is increased over the last 12 months. What's the reason behind that?
3: Thanks, Will. So never-before-seen malware is sometimes confused with zero-day, but obviously they're they're very different. Um, Never-before-seen is a malicious signature that hasn't been recorded before, whereas a zero-day, are new or unknown threats that target a zero-day vulnerability in the software, such as updates um, or patches. So the challenge we all really want to overcome is just finding these new threats. And what we need to do is find them as quickly as possible. The sooner those new threats can be identified, the sooner they can be neutralized, right? Keeping our network safer and making our jobs easier. Well, based on data um, from VirusTotal, on average, SonicWall is identifying these never before seen malware variants a full day before VirusTotal receives a sample. And this increases to up to five and a half days for an APK file, Sonic will capture ATP. This 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 includes our patented RTDMI. Can identify and can stop more than 1,600 malware variants every day this is going to help overcome some of the security challenges we face ahead.
0: Yeah, no, great. Thanks. Good answer. And um, <clears throat> James, let's move on to, to ransomware. So ransomware was up 62% on previous year. Um, you know, that coincides with um, high watermark price in Bitcoin, um, uh, you know, the cryptocurrency choice for 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 ransomware groups.
1: Thanks, Will. It's uh, it's an interesting topic. Um, you know, and logical. We see uh, hackers obviously taking data and, and rather than selling it, to the uh, dark web or, or the open market, why not simply sell it back to the client that really wants it, the owners of that data. So um, although we saw some rise and fall in ransomware attacks through 2020, the second half of the year, we saw an aggressive climb, taking the total to a 62% worldwide increase for ransomware. And uh, with lots of new, sometimes less savvy, cyber savvy work workers at home, we saw an obvious motive for the hackers to, to turn back to ransomware in 2020 and, and, and focus on that co- contributing factor of homework into that, that hike. Um, and the price of cryptocurrencies. as you said, um, had an impact. Bitcoin rose particularly uh, well to over 300% of its original value in 2020, making it lucrative for hackers to, to you know, rather than the slowdown in the later months of the year that we usually see as a trend, um, they, they were still working hard at it. And uh, interestingly, the US had most cases, Um, But our reporter showed that that Florida had twice as many cases as any other state. And I I looked into it a bit uh, myself. I don't know what you think, Will, but the average age down there is a little bit older. Um, Florida has the fifth highest median age list um, of all states. Do do we think age group is a factor?
0: I don't know. It's an interesting topic, I guess. Um, Are the more senior members of our society more susceptible to... Clickbait. I don't know. Uh, it's a very good question that probably we could uh, we could debate uh, into the into the long hours of the night. Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't, I don't want to offend anyone. So let's just move on. Yeah.
0: Kane intrusion attempts. Uh, they've they're up twenty percent year over year. Um, attack patterns have changed. Uh, I think twenty twenty started with around three hundred forty five billion attacks, which rose by fourteen percent in February and then another six percent in March, which I guess again coincides with the timing of the pandemic.
3: Yeah, exactly. As you say, so the number of intrusion attempts increases every year. But in 2020, that growth really did accelerate. It was over 20% higher than in 2019. Um, in Europe alone, their year-over-year attacks, they nearly quadrupled. So from 2019 at 1.57 billion, they're now just over 6 billion. Hackers really have turned their attention away from the US in 2020. And this has just propelled Europe to the top of the list for IPS attacks. But it isn't just the quantity of attacks that have changed, also changes in the attack types, the patterns, they've evolved year over year. Directory traversal attacks, they grew dramatically in 2020, swelling from 21% of total attacks um, in 2019 to 34% of attacks in 2020. Whereas if you look at the other side, you've got server application attacks, they actually saw a reduction and that share fell steeply from 15% to 4%. Does that mean we should become more complacent with server protection? Absolutely not. Complacency is just gonna breed opportunity for others. Attacks leading the intrusion table in 2020 are malformed HTTP traffic at 15%. RCE, so remote code execution, that's at 16%. But directory traversal was at 34%. So with these rates increasing year over year, 2021 is not gonna show any slowdown and where will the hackers attention move to next?
0: Patricia, we talked about never-before-seen malvariants and and Kane touched on, you know, the need for faster identification. Um, SonicWall's uh, patented real-time deep memory inspection, RTDMI, found 268,362 never-before-seen threats in 2020, uh, which is
2: an increase of 74% from the previous year. Do you want to just talk us through that? Absolutely. Thanks, Will. So, as you said, deep memory inspection capabilities have really become more important than ever, right? And that's because the new malware variants are on the rise and traditional sandboxing is no longer enough. So our sandbox solution, Capture ATP and RTDMI, as you said, they actually found a combined total of um, 589,000 just over new malware variants in 2020, which is an increase of 34% uh, in the number of new malware variants found. But of those just over 580,000 new variants, 268,000 were detected by specifically RTDMI, so that real-time deep memory inspection feature. What that means is that traditional sandboxing technology is no longer enough. And in order to keep your organization protected and secure, you need to have deep memory inspection capabilities.
0: So in 2019, cyber criminals' preferred method of delivering uh, malicious payload was via PDF. Um, but now they've moved more and more on to office files um, and it's roughly equal numbers. Uh, so, Kane, just talk us through that.
3: Yeah, thanks, Will. So as you said, in 2019, the preferred route of entry for Cybercriminals, it, it was malicious PDFs and office files. And they, they were pretty much equal numbers. But in 2020, hackers changed hack and they've moved their attentions, making pretty much malicious office files the clear choice with a 67% year-on-year increase. They now make up more than a quarter of all malicious files. This upward trend is likely linked to the drastic change to us working from home. There are a lot of office files they are flying backwards and forwards, making them much more likely to blend in with legitimate files from your colleagues. Executables at one point made up a larger share of total malicious files, but businesses now tend to to block these from running, to close off an avenue of attack from hackers. This is rarely an issue, though, with office or PDF files. With cyber criminals just getting better and better at f- at folding their targets by imitating trusted individuals and they're using malicious files to infect unrelated files on a target machine, it is now becoming more and more important to protect against never-before-seen threats.
0: Great. Thanks, Kane And James, reports of cryptojacking deaths have been... Uh... Greatly exaggerated in the last twelve months. So, do you want to just talk us through that?
1: It's been a turbulent year for for crypto jacking. Um, first reports suggested that it was dying out. That was probably due to um, Monero, um, which differs from Bitcoin in the fact that it's virtually untraceable, and there's no way for an outsider to track transaction between two parties. So, you know, it was an obvious choice for hackers. Um, but their their stock plummeted in 2019, and reports emerged saying it was dying out, but You know, uh, with financial gain at the very heart of everything hackers do now with notoriety out out the window, um, it didn't take long for for Bitcoin's huge growth in value to turn people back to to crypto jacking, which uh, is obviously compromising websites and actually mining, data mining uh, for cryptocurrency on on any victims' machines that log into that compromised website. And hackers have started to move to to file-based XMRIG, uh, attacks and and back to bitcoin. So we've seen we've seen the market sort of decrease and then bounce back. And obviously interestingly, uh healthcare saw a jump of over a thousand percent rise in the later months of 2020. So I think it, it could be another indication that the pandemic seems to have had a massive impact on the, the threat trends through the year and and it's you know it can be seen time and time again in our own 2020 threat report. So it's it's been a really interesting year and and you know this cryptocurrency um Space has has been no different than the rest of the, the threat report we walked through.
0: Yeah, great, thanks, James. And you know, healthcare is obviously dear to everybody's hearts, especially right now. You know, we've seen uh, pandemic-related malware, phishing attacks, and things targeting uh, healthcare and and governments. Twenty twenty taught the world more about cybersecurity than perhaps uh, any year before. You know, we didn't really know yet how many of those lessons will be will be generalised to a time when COVID nineteen is no longer seen as a clear and present danger. Uh, What we do know is that the fundamentals of cybersecurity will continue, as they always have. Patricia, just talk us through the cybersecurity business gap and, and our thoughts on that.
2: Sure. Thanks, Will. So, you know, the cybersecurity business gap, it's not something new. It's been around for a while and it's a challenge that is faced by all businesses. And it's brought about by largely what we're talking about today, which is how the threat landscape constantly evolves and changes. And as it evolves and changes and matures and the threat landscape increases, organizations have a really, really tough job of trying to keep up and protect themselves from these new malware variants and all the things we've discussed today, right? But the problem is, is organizations have always been a little bit on the back foot in keeping protected from the latest and greatest threats. That's because they're facing significant resource issues. And that's you know, from a financial perspective and budget, but also from a people perspective. um, You know, there's a global shortage of skilled cybersecurity professionals. And, you know, that's not something new. It's been around for a while now. So my point is that the gap is widening and it is becoming more and more difficult. But today we have technologies that are supposed to assist by leveraging automation and making it easier for organizations to plug the gap um, using boundless cybersecurity as an example.
0: Yeah, great. And Kane, if somebody wanted to download the 2020 uh, cybersecurity threat report from SonicWall, where would they go to do that?
3: Yeah, thanks, Will. For anyone wanting to access our threat report, they just need to go to www.sonicwall.com forward slash 2021 cyber threat report. Great.
0: Thanks, Kane. Thanks, Patricia. Thanks, James. Hopefully, we'll speak to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.
2: Thanks, all. See you next time.
0: Yeah, all the best. Take care.